15th May 2022 was the anniversary of the important day of the Buddha Sasana, the dispensation. It was when the Buddha was born, enlightened, and passed away to Parinibbana, the final cessation of the aggregates of body and mind. Before the Buddha's passing to Parinibbana, the Buddha had relinquished his lifespan on the 15th day of the third lunar month at Vesali city. And so in preparation for the time when the Buddha would attain to Parinibbana on the full moon of the 15th day of the sixth lunar month, the Buddha set out from Vesali city to go to the town of Kushinara. Here it was a Pachima Dasana, where the Buddha turned and looked at the city of Vesali for the final time. After this, the Buddha would not come to this city again. On this journey, the Buddha had a severe sickness. He had blood in his stool. We know that if there is blood in one's stool, then the condition of the body would be serious, the illness very severe. But the Buddha still walked, even though he was exhausted and weak. It was part of the Buddha's duty, which was done to the most complete and perfect level. There was no one anywhere who could do it to this level. When the Buddha reached the house of Chunda, the goldsmith's son, the Buddha ate the meal here and taught the virtues for leading a lay life, to have sadha, faith and confidence in the Buddha Sasana, to be firmly established in dana, giving, in sila, moral conduct, and in bhavana, mental cultivation. Because being firmly established in the five moral precepts and having faith firm and unwavering in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, one could know and see the Dhamma. So the son of the goldsmith, along with his wife, listened to the Dhamma of the Sama Sambuddha, the fully self-awakened Buddha, and they attained to Sotapanna, stream entry. Can we see that the lay people in the Buddha's time, whether it was King Bimbisara, the wealthy merchant Anatta Pindika, his relatives and friends and children, a great many attained to Sotapanna. Because all of these individuals had built and accumulated their spiritual virtues since past eras of Buddhas, and when they listened to the Dhamma, they could know and see it without difficulty. But here they received the vast Bharami, the spiritual perfections of the Buddha, who had the metta, goodwill and compassion, who strived to teach them. And the Buddha also knew the character of those who would receive the Dhamma. And even the ascetic Subhadda, who at the time had not yet attained to Arahantship, but he had built Barami before, together with Venerable Anya Kodanya, who was his older brother in a past life. In that life there was a Pacheka Buddha, a solitary Buddha, who was walking on arms round, and Anya Kodanya offered rice that he had just harvested and he made the determination that may he be the first Sawaka, a noble disciple of a Sama Sambuddha. 
and Subhadra, he also made the determination that he may be the last Sawaka. All things have causes and conditions which leads them to practice Dhamma, see Dhamma and attain to Dhamma at what time. It went following causes and conditions. So when the ascetic Subhadra wanted to listen to the Dhamma, the Buddha was about to pass to Parinibbana. Subhadra tried to plead to Venerable Ananda to get his permission to pay his respects to the Buddha. The senior elder Venerable Ananda, one of the 80 great disciples, who had great barami, though at the time still a Sotapanna, he did not give his permission. However, Subhadra pleaded, on the second time and the third time, Venerable Ananda wouldn't give his permission at all. Venerable Ananda did his duty strictly and completely, and had great wisdom too, where the Buddha had praised him as being Bahusuta, of wide learning. But Subhadra did not lessen his effort, so we can see his effort and diligence. If, when Venerable Ananda had refused him for the first and second time, and Subhadra had no effort, determination, and a firm mind, he would not have been able to listen to the Dhamma of the Sama Sambuddha. But with his Parami, that he would attain to becoming the last Arahant, he had to be able to listen to the Dhamma before the Buddha would pass to Parinibbana. Because Subhadra didn't believe anyone, he had views that were firm and unyielding. He also had Samadhi, meditative concentration, which he had trained and practiced in well. And so he had perseverance in pleading to listen to the Dhamma, until the Buddha heard this argument and asked Venerable Ananda what it was about. Venerable Ananda said, that there was an ascetic outside of the Buddha Sasana who wanted to come in and listen to the Dhamma from the Buddha. The Buddha told Venerable Ananda to bring him in. Subhadra asked the problem that troubled his heart the most. Were the paths and fruits of Nibbana only inside of the Buddha Sasana, or was there another method? So it shows that Subhadra was in search of liberation from suffering or Nibbāna, and that he had learned from other renowned teachers and practiced himself, but he had not yet entered and attained to becoming an Arya Pugala, an awakened being. The Buddha exclaimed that there are no footprints in the sky likewise. The Noble Eightfold Path is the path to enter and get to the paths and fruits of Nibbāna, that is, there are no awakened beings outside of the Noble Eightfold Path, that is, Sotapatimaga, Sotapatipala, Sakadagami Maga, Sakadagami Pala, Anagami Maga, Anagami Pala, Arahanta Maga, Arahanta Pala. Only the one who walks following in the Noble Eightfold Path will gain the paths and fruits of Nibbana. So Subhadra had faith and asked for Upasampada to ordain as a monk. Usually it was the tradition that was upheld that if they were one ordained outside of the Buddha Sasana, 
they had to come train and be taught being an anagarika first, a lay devotee in the monastery. But this was a special allowance, as no matter how long Subhadra had to wait, he could. But the Buddha saw Subhadra's spiritual powers that are principal in the mind, that his faith, his effort, his development of mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom was close to being full. So the Buddha gave permission for Venerable Ananda to take Subhadra to be ordained. And Subhadra knew that the Buddha was close to passing to Parinibbana. It wouldn't occur past that night. So he fully put in effort into Bhavana and went into seclusion from the Sangha, who at the time was surrounding the Buddha. Those who had not yet attained the paths and fruits of Nibbana were sad and grieving that their Sasada, the great teacher, was about to pass away from them. In regards to the Arahant monks, they had understood the Dhamma into impermanence of the changing nature of the Khandas, the bodily and mental aggregates. They saw the truth of all things as being anatta, non-self. But even though they had seen this clearly and attained to being an arahant, they also contemplated it as being Dhamma arising in their hearts. The ascetic Subhadra put full effort to practice, and his mind was peaceful and still. And the important thing here was that he had seen nature, the nature around him. That day was the fifteenth night, and it was a full moon. He saw the moon, and it was bright. And he looked into his own mind, and it was clear and clean. He had a high level of samadhi. But when there was a cloud passing by the moon, the moon would be covered over. He brought this reflection into himself, and he saw the mind that had aramana, sense objects entering, or dhamma aramana, mental objects that arise with the mind. When the mental object had arisen with the mind, called mana or mano, then there was the arising of that which receives or experiences that mental object, which we call mano vijnana. But when that mental object ceased, the experience of that object ceased, and the mind is empty once again. He saw that vijnana, consciousness, as being anatta, non-self. He succeeded in becoming the last arahant, according to his determination and aspiration that he had made. So in our daily lives, we live with nature. If we take it in to contemplate as Dhamma, and our Bharami is sufficient, then we may know and see the Dhamma. Yesterday, I discussed Dhamma with Venerable Michael's father, who lives in America. His father likes to mow grass. He drives on his ride-on mower to cut the grass and has happiness doing it. So he talked about it, and he said that he did this activity and did his meditation along with it. So I taught him to meditate with Bhutto along with it. He said he would, and he contemplated the growth of the grass. When it came time, he had to mow the grass again. It arose, persisted, 
and ceased. It was of nature. He took this contemplation and compared it with our lives like being the grass. It arises, persists and ceases. And he saw this of all of nature around him and took the contemplation back to himself. His mind had peace, happiness and contentment arising. So we know and experience nature through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue and body. And if we have mindfulness and wisdom when our mind experiences it, then we can direct the mind to the Dhamma. Why do we need to eat? Because his body is suffering like this. Why do we need to breathe? Because the body is suffering. It needs to breathe. It requires oxygen. Why do we need vaccinations? To protect against sickness. Because when the body is weak and there is no immunity, then sickness can afflict it. If the body does not overcome it, then there is just suffering. And the mind that is supported by this body will have to suffer along with it. If we contemplate it, we will see it as a noble truth, as being dukkha, suffering. But we have attached to this suffering as being us, and we don't look for the way out of suffering, so we don't experience freedom from suffering. But in this life, we have met with the Dhamma teachings of the Sama Sambuddha, and it isn't easy to meet with this path, and we don't know after dying and being born again, dying and being born again for millions of lifetimes, whether we will have the opportunity to again meet with the path that takes our hearts to be liberated from suffering. But the path that the Buddha taught that will give us the attainment of the paths and fruits of Nibbana is still here. Venerable Ajahn Chah gave the example that the knowledge of doctors, nurses, teachers or engineers, these knowledges are still here. Even though those with the skill to be doctors, nurses, engineers or different occupations have passed away already. But the one who learns the knowledge of a doctor can become a doctor. The knowledge of an engineer can become an engineer. Likewise, the knowledge that makes our heart to be liberated from suffering is still here. If we practice following this path, then we will be able to gain the paths and fruits of Nibbana. These paths and fruits are not dependent on time or era. Even in this era, we can still do it. So, may you set your hearts on this. May you all gain success in your duties and work, and in your Dhamma practice and Bhavana. May you all grow in blessings. Thank you.